Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, Toyo four-wheel drive tyres. Get a free wheel cover. Summer Scorcher sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. I'm looking at you. Good morning, 6.02 on a Monday morning and one of the great weeks in Adelaide for sport and one of the great weekends in Australia for sport. Miles Fitzner with you, joined by former Carlton, former Crow. Can I still claim that? Former Crow? Former Crow. Yeah, didn't, For, didn't do much work at the cu- Crowies. Current Panth, Bryce Gibbs. Hello, mate. Good morning, Milo. Geez, a jam-packed weekend full of lots of exciting things. Golf, V8s, World Cup soccer. Cricket, um, you name it, it happened. We've got to cover it all. The whole lot. We're going to cover it well, all. We don't have to. No, but we, we, we're going to. Well, we choose to. We want to. If we want a job, we probably need to. <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to last. Uh, let's start, though, first um, with what's coming up. Jordan Buckingham from the Redbacks and Strikers picked in the CA side. He's going to join us a bit later. Former soccer Mark Milligan. Winner of the Velo Adelaide 500, Brock Feeney. He's going to join us. 20-year-old... Young gun. The rookie. Oh, just think about what I was doing when I was 20 and it wasn't winning. Uh, <laughs> Supercar races. Supercar races. Probably driving like it's it. It's pretty impressive, actually. It is impressive. Watching a bit of it yesterday. and He's got a good temperament on him. He uh, got challenged a few times, but uh, didn't fa- didn't phase him, the, the young man. It uh, Well, speaking of being phased, no one was phased about the 5.30 start for the World Cup. We're going to touch on that. Uh, we're going to talk about the AFL fixture and, gee whiz, like, they got that one wrong. Releasing the AFL fixture, wrong, 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 which probably leads us to our Twitter poll straight off the top if you want to follow us on Twitter at SENSA, um, 1629 SENSA. The Carlton-Richmond um, season opener. I'm. It, should it be Carlton-Richmond or should it be a grand final rematch? I'm massive for the grand final rematch. Has to be. Yeah, look, and I've I've played in a few of these these openers, Carlton <laughs> Richmond openers, um, and as a as a player, uh, selfishly, I, it was always nice to kick the season off uh, in front of a, a big crowd at the MCG. How many of those were fizzes though? Uh, I think yeah, probably more than half of them at yeah. least. <laughs> There's a cut. There was a few early days which were close, and then I think through that middle part where Richmond started to uh, get rolling as an organisation. Uh, they they touched the Blues up a fair bit and then it started to even up a little bit uh, in more recent years. But um, the, they'd still turn up and, and watch and, and get involved. Bit of the only time of the year they did. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rock up round one and done. <laughs> yes, but now that, now that uh, I'm, I'm not involved in those games, uh, yeah, I, I am starting to agree with you and uh, leaning to, to more towards the, the AFL Grand Final rematch. We can vote on that. We'll chat about it uh, in more depth a little bit later on. Also, our best call or text of the morning. We'll get a Signet Power Boost Bank valued at fifty nine ninety five. Thanks to Signet. We're live from SNSA's Studio Lumo. Uh, 0427154166. And guess what? For the people that text in, the old transmitter that's just had the monkey in the wheel, you know, like going around to try and power it down the <laughs> wherever it is down near McLaren Vale or wherever the transmitter is. They went and replaced the monkeys going a little bit faster and the radios actually should be better on the sixteen twenty nine frequency. So for those We're that back. for those that missed it, um, we do apologize, but let us know if you've got it on your sixteen twenty nine and if you've got it loud and clear or you can listen live 
uh, and crystal clear on the SEN app. The old uh, the old gremlins in the system. They got uh, rid of them finally. There's a, look, there's always a gremlin in the system. There was a gremlin in my system on Saturday morning, I can tell you, after the SENSA Christmas party. <laughs> what was there? What was there? There's a few gremlins uh, just behind my eyeballs and in between my temples. <laughs> I can tell you that much. I was just a tad dusty. It was a slow day, sad day. It was about as slow as the Popeye, I reckon I was. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't move very quick either. Do you know, that that was my first time on the Popeye. It's my first time on the Popeye. I'd been, yeah, for all the years living here. It's my first time on the Torrens. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes two of us. Yeah. There's Other a, than walking across the bridge. There's a first for something. <laughs> there's a first for everything. Well, wasn't it star-studded? The great Kane Corns decided to join us on the Popeye. I mean... And he just went, yep, yeah, I'll, I'll roll up. So well, the waters then went for a 42k run. Well, it was a, about a two-hour round trip, and we had, uh, I think there was a break after the first hour for, for for the toilet, if anyone needed it. And he nearly jumped out after the first hour. We had to hold him back. We're he, like, no, he, no, we, well, need, yeah. we need at least another hour here, Just, we need another hour. We need and, one more hour out here. And then Blight decided... I'm out after the pop. I'm not coming with. And then we had to hold on to him a little bit. And we, we sort of grabbed on the back of his shirt. And he did. He lifted. He, he lifted uh, as the, the great man usually did. David Wildey just managed to coerce him <laughs> and just, oh, just get him to have another. Just one more. Just one more. Yep. Dan Menzel, he bailed early. He did. Yep. He was the Weak. responsible one. He went off to training, I think. Yep. Typical Eagles player. Just, um, yeah, when they go and get stuff, he got going. Um, speaking of Kane, too, what about. Our man just getting airbrushed, um, the life just getting airbrushed out of him in the advertiser here this morning with his new new show for Sports Day. Picture there with um, with Jared Healy. But I, wow, we on what page is it? 51. Go and have a look. But if that's not a touch up in the photo editing room, I don't know what is. Well, lucky you can touch up photos these days. His skin's uh, never looked so good. <laughs> He's glowing. He look- you open the page and it's glowing it- off the. Uh, off his melon. Off off his bonds. It looks like that could be just post getting drafted for him. <laughs> They've wound the clock back. They've probably got a filter of age and you can just slide it down. <laughs> Even Jared's just gone back a fraction. He's looking pretty good too, isn't he? Yeah, they've gone. I wish if we ever get a photo in there. They, the, the work, they've got their work I, cut out. I, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, can we talk World Cup straight off the top? And uh, we'd love to hear from you and your thoughts. 0427 2-1. Look, we got the deflection, got the goal, maybe had a chance late. Argentina, Messi scored. We're up against the best in the world. It's a superb effort. It's a superb effort. Yeah. Do you know what? So, so proud of what the Socceroos have been able to achieve in this World Cup. And and look, we're we're always going to be up against it. Playing against the number three side in the world, as you just said, Argentina, arguably the best player to ever play the game, who looked looked a class above at times during the game as well. But, geez, geez our first half, we, we hung in there and, and we played well. But, yeah, it was always gonna, they were always going to come at some stage. And they, they, they did put a couple on the board. And poor Matt Ryan had a, an absolute stinker, the goalie, uh, trying to clear the ball out of, the, oh, out of his area. Oh, we tried to pass it. Should have cleared it out of his area. But um, to go 2-0 down and to just show a bit of grit and a bit of... Well, is it really a surprise? Aussie spirit. Aussie we, spirit. We were never going to throw the towel in. It's and and nearly after our man, our, our uh, Adelaide United man uh, Craig Goodwin scores, and then we nearly had multiple chances with about five minutes to go to to even it up. Jeez, I was just 
it was it nearly had fairy tale written all over it. I spoke to a few that went to the Telstra Plaza at Adelaide Oval, and they said that when that last shot late, it sort of hit the underarm and bounced up. It, he said the sound the crowd made. Seven thousand on to hanging on to everything. It's weird though now as a summations of it because you can say you're proud, you can still say you get outclassed. Is it okay? It's no doubt it's a super effort, but then you can't but you can't celebrate it like a like a it's not a win, right? So it's a they're always funny ones. It's a really good. It's a massive achievement for the side. It's huge for football in Australia. I say football or soccer, whatever you say, but but I'm big on that with lessons to be learned, but we're out. Like fact of the matter is, that's that's not a win. Oh, look, I can I certainly understand where you're coming from, but let's put this into perspective a bit. I mean, the the amount of records we've broken from a Socceroos point of view in terms of winning multiple games at a World Cup scoring in multiple games at a World Cup. But if you compare the side to the the so-called uh, golden generation that played in the, the 2006 World Cup, uh, a lot more of a, a star-studded lineup, you could say. The, the players that have gone out to represent us as a nation this year uh, have absolutely gone above and beyond. And to, to finish out in the round of 16, absolutely, we've, we would have loved to to go on and, and play in the quarterfinals for the first time uh, in our history. But you can't take anything away from what Graham Arnold's done and what the players have, have gone out and achieved in this World Cup. They've it's had a crack. Unbelievable. They've had a proper crack. The, the turnout, the crowds around Australia, the turnout, enormous. It's been it's been fantastic to see. And and we're, we're going to speak to Mark Milligan a little bit later, former Socceroos, uh, an absolute champion. And I want to ask him about what you were just touching on before, what is going to be next for Australian soccer, Australian football? Because this is a, we've got an opportunity in front of us now. Everyone's going to be talking about their result for, for the next period of time. Kids are going to be watching this and are going to have aspirations going forward about playing for the Socceroos now. How can Australia best harness this in terms of do they need to keep investing in the grassroots do they need to keep pumping up the A-leg? Do they need to – what programs do they need to put in place to most maximise this situation that the Socceroos have just done for this country? But they said that after 2006 too. Well, that's what I – And we sort of didn't get better. We almost got worse. Well, that, that's the challenge. That's the challenge ahead of us now, I think, yeah. from, from an Australian soccer point of view. Because it, it, it sort of – the hype was there. Yep. But, I mean, it's not we, – we, since then, well, I feel like we had more stars then. You know, we had Kills and the Cahills and that like these guys were were were, you know, EPL yeah, notoriety yep. and net we we don't have that anymore. No. No You know, even I could name more players of that two thousand and six side than I could name of this side. Bresciano. Uh, Schwarzer. Yep. Well there's four yeah, household names, you're right. Yeah. That that were that were staples in, in the EPL at the time. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. So the the challenge is and and what lessons are we going to not make again with the opportunity that's going to, that we're going to have in front of us? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. 0427154166. Like we said, we can go anything today. But the crowd at the V8s here, enormous. The crowd at the, um, at the World Cup, 
um, public viewing arenas around Australia, enormous. The crowd at the Test match in WA, woeful, <laughs> woeful. The release of the AFL fixture, woeful. Yeah. Um, Does that, that that doesn't surprise you though that the AFL have gone and done that? That is that doesn't surprise. That you. is, I mean, that reminds me of me bowling to my brother in the front yard, getting him out, and he's grabbed the stumps and the bat. <laughs> And he's walked inside and said, you can get stuffed. And just whacked you over the head on the way out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit the ball over the fence. Yeah, threw the bat Fetch on the roof this. and said, yeah. go. Um, we're going to jump to our first break. On the other side, we'll discuss some more. Twitter polls are going as well. And uh, that is, should Carlton Richmond remain the season opener or should it be a grand final replay? P- plenty more to come. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, forecast of 24 degrees, partly cloud. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. When I'm looking at you, I'm better than ever. Oh, it's deflection and it's a goal for Australia. Craig Goodwin has scored from a long way out. Heavy deflection, completely wrong-footed. Emiliano Martinez... And Australia have a goal in this round of 16 clash. It sent shares in BCF and their flare sales through the roof. The, the goal from Craig Goodwin for the Socceroos. We're live from SNSA's studio, Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And thanks to Thai Power, their buying power puts a power in your lane. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, 620. The flares are a no for me. They're, oh, are oh, you no. against... You're a flare. You're an advocate for the flare. Oh, I just think it's iconic with soccer hooligan carry on, isn't it? So, oh. <laughs> not, not, oh, yeah, it's probably not the right thing to so say. So, what? But, a couple oh. of people at Adelaide Oval they get uh, burns to their hands. <laughs> uh, a few people had some smoke inhalation. <laughs> Bryce Gibbs is a fan of uh, second degree hand burns, breaking, and smoke I did, inhalation. I did not say that. Poor children. There's kids there. Family. And <laughs> You're a fan of the flares. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of uh sitting back and watching the still photos of of the flares, of flares and what it represents. You're not a fan and, being in there where you can't breathe. Well, I can't say I ever have been right in and amongst the crowd and myself in the in the away in the away section at uh the the Adelaide United games and there's multiple flares going on. I can't say I've been in that situation before. Have you we're well, speaking, we've had two major crowd injuries here in Adelaide as well. What about the lady that got whacked on the schnoz by the Guns N' Roses microphone? Did you see that? <laughs> he, he threw it straight and, in the crowd. And she ended up with a raccoon eyes. In the... <laughs> She's gone to catch it. She's not going to field a second slip for the, for the Aussies, is she? It's yeah. like a Happy Gilmore. You reset that guy. <laughs> well, she shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> Look, we're not advocates for anyone getting hit. Oh. But... She's in the paper, you know, trying to call out the Guns N' Roses for... Did she want any compensation or anything? Oh, probably. Did she want compo or something? I bet you if she caught it flush and took the guitar home, she wouldn't have been complaining. Yeah. was It a, It was a mic, though, wasn't it? I think it was... It was just a microphone. I'm not sure. With a bit of pink end on it. And she, <laughs> he's what? launched it. Oh, bang. And she's got the old... Yeah, wearing the dark glasses to work for a week or so. The big raccoon eyes. He's got a big black eye. I'm sorry. I couldn't help. Look, I'm not an advocate of anyone getting hurt. And look, she's okay. Um, 
Okay, yes. okay. So you're not happy with getting burnt by a flare, but you're happy to cop a microphone. I'm just to saying the nose. it's not the only crowd injury that we've had in Adelaide. Over there. The flares aren't great, and neither are flying Guns and Roses microphones. I mean, because in the mosh pit, getting elbows and bang. Like, Whoa, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't actually. We didn't think of that earlier, but it just came to me. And oh, that's one of the. Um, very good. I saw her. Like she's nearly front page of the paper. I'm awake now, Miles. Yeah, that way. She was. She was nearly front page of the paper. <laughs> she was. She was. Oh, just you know. Gu- oh. And it was. I love it how the media beat it up. The Guns and Roses headline. You know, yeah. concert disaster. Concert thugs. Yeah. Throwing <laughs> microphones out. <laughs> yeah. Go. yeah. Wait for this to be on a current affair, yeah, and yeah. you know she's. Uh, oh, oh, look, if anyone knows her, please don't call us. Uh, please don't. one three hundred seven three six seven three six oh four two seven one five four one double six. I shouldn't be laughing at that. Should not be laughing at that at all. Uh, right, where are we going now? Um, I'm lost. I'm impressed with the turnout of the V8s here in Adelaide. 258,000 rolling. I left the studio here yesterday at uh, 5.30, quarter to six last night and I drove back through sort of the back end of Rundle Street and out the end of Rundle Street the town was going nuts there were people everywhere oh Mally he's done a great job Malinowski he certainly has and it's obviously returned from uh, a couple of years on uh, on holiday the uh, the V8s but uh, oh the, they came out in waves, didn't in they? Force. It was it was fantastic to see, and and watching, watching most of it on uh, on TV yesterday, you could see them in the background, cheering and and going nuts. Really, well, what it, was, is, it, it was it was fantastic. And you're right, Peter Malinaskis needs a tap on the back because he, he had this plan about bringing these sporting events back to to Adelaide, and the the plan he's had put in place. For, for the next six months. Like, it's it's a pretty impressive lineup. We're jam-packed. See, this is... They're asking the question about the cricket, right? That whether or not... People, that you know, they're trying to say that people aren't going to sport, you know, and, and everyone's... Things are getting tighter. Well, I would argue that what we just saw with the Socceroos and what we've just seen with the V8s would show that maybe that with the cricket, the problem's not necessarily people going to sport. The problem is people not going to the cricket. Well, I reckon we're going to get a big crowd this week. A bit here. Yep. Well, they're, they're I reckon not, they're going to turn up. It's not sold out. I reckon they're going to turn up. I mean, compared to what we've seen, even you, you think some of the crowds we got from the the T Twenty World Cup here. I think it was about eighteen thousand uh, was here at Adelaide Oval to watch the the Aussies play in that game. And the the we know the attendances across the board in not only the T Twenty in the, the ODIs and in the recent Perth Test match. It's been pretty underwhelming, but I reckon they're going to turn up this week. Yeah, well, I'll be there Thursday and maybe a little bit of Friday. Yeah, I reckon we'll see a, a big spike. And that's and South Australians will, will need to take credit for that. Well, we're going to have some... For the show this week, we're going, we're going to go big with our cricket guests. Some big names to join us throughout the week. Um, speaking of big names... Um, yeah, Annie's chimed in, and I bet any we're talking about V8s, we're talking about cricket, and I nearly guarantee you this will be about the Port Adelaide Football Club. Good morning to you, Annie. <laughs> Good morning, boys. Is this about the Port Adelaide Football Club? Because we've still got an hour or two hours of our show left, Annie, and we will get to the best and fairest tonight. Yeah, 
You... Oh, yeah, but I can't listen once I get to work. <laughs> so you're not employed by the AFL to, to ring up while we're talking about other, other sporting Sports. codes and you want to get Port Adelaide oh. in there, Annie? No, I'm not, Gibbsy, <laughs> but uh, obviously, obviously Gilligan did yesterday, so... Good on you, Gilligan. So what, what, what did you want to say about, about the BNF? Oh, well, I'm going tonight. Right. So it, it's very exciting because I haven't been able to go the last couple of years. So it's my it's the night of nights for me. I get all glammed up and, um, and I can't wait. So I think Connor will take it out. Yep. And follow... Very closely by my fave boy pet. What? No, no, Carl Amon. Um, I didn't think he had an outstanding year like Connor did, so yeah, he'll yeah. probably be up there. Well, he outpolled him in the Brownlow Medal, and oh, he he was unbelievable, Carl Amon. Oh yeah, no, he had a good season, but I reckon he's had better seasons um, previous. So that's obviously just my opinion, and um, Pep's had an outstanding year. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see, and I'll be there to watch it live. Well, just make sure you don't go too um, hard on the old vodka, lime and sodas, Annie, because we want to know, we want to report from you tomorrow on the on the, uh, on the the happenings, the ins and outs, the inside scoop from the BNF, if you can. Oh, uh, well, how about Wednesday? All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll get our... We'll get our producer, Jason, to get in contact with you, uh, Addie, and just see whether or not we can squeeze into you. <laughs> <laughs> the, ra- the raving reporter, Annie. Yeah, hey? no worry. Hey, Annie, you get safely to work, and we'll try We'll try and chuck you out Wednesday and see how you go, all right? No worries, boys. Thanks. Annie, I, I, as soon as I saw Annie pop up, I went, that's going to be Port Adelaide. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And mon- Monday, BNF? Once pre-season's already started. Things might be a little bit tight down at Port Adelaide. A little Adelaide. bit different. Just, you know, just want to make sure that the bar bill does not... Might, might be a bit of a dull affair. It's... Carl will poll well. Carl won't even be there. He'd go. He's running laps at... Hawthorne. Down at uh, Waverley. Well, he's not running too far because his pockets are weighing him down. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's, uh, he's just trying to drag that wallet with him. There's no way, there's no way Carl Amon will be there and there's no way he'll be winning it if he's not there. How does that work? Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Connor Rosie wins off the back of that. Pep will be the leader after... He'd have to be the leader after about round seven, eight or nine. He was flying at the start of the year. And and more playing a, a team role too. That, but, that pressure forward, like really just B- buzzing B- around in that, that forward 50. BNFs are funny though. And I want to... I want to quickly touch on this on the other side because... Not necessarily the person that has the best season wins best and fairest. And clubs are very good at manipulating best and fairest because there's bonus structures in them. And I want you to explain a little bit of these sort of things because you know a lot more about it than I do. Do I? Well, we, you do. They're, but the bonus structures about BNF finishes, there's payment clauses, right? Over, so, over so, the years, there have been a lot of conspiracy theories. Player, about, about results. I yes. wouldn't know a player that doesn't, yeah, because if they finish in the top five of the BNF, they'd have a clause in their contract where they get an extra 100 grand or 200 grand. And surely enough, as sure as they miss out by a vote, they miss out by, <laughs> they, they finish sixth by one yeah. vote, and all of a sudden the club doesn't have to pay 100,000 to the player. Yeah, if, if people try to tell me that BNFs aren't rigged, I'll go jump in the lake. Um, 
Am I allowed to say that? 6.30. It's not that early. All right, let's go to a break. On the other side of this, we'll talk about rig BNFs. We'll talk more about <laughs> your thoughts. Yeah, I've been robbed of about five. <laughs> <laughs> all, thanks, all thanks to board team for their continued support. We love them. Go and see them. Back in a moment. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. 6.35. Top of 24 degrees. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. Before we went to the break, I didn't even realise what I did. We're talking about the Port Adelaide Best and Ferris, and this is going to segue. This is... Apparently what they call radio craft, where you try and get one segment to roll into another, roll into another, and I'm still learning the caper, Bryce, but we just quickly touched on Best and Ferris and how they may or may not be aligned that for player bonuses. And the text machine, they don't forget, the Gold Coast Crow chimed in. Didn't Kane not get one because of a clause in a good contract one year? And then someone else said, uh, it's AJ, and uh, we're best mates now, AJ and I. <laughs> Kane spat the chewy over coming runner-up. Reported that the club saved 100k by doing it. <laughs> so he's he's publicly already spat the chewy about this this, yeah. this topic. Kane's throwing the baby out. Well, and that's what happens is that for some reason there, there seems to be um, the the one I can remember that I that had me absolutely staggered, and I was on the table at the time with Jimmy Allen at the Norwood BNF. And he finished third in the McGarry medal and he didn't finish top 10 in their best and fairest at club level. Now, that's top 10 is <laughs> like, like, and you're talking a long way down in the votes, but third in the McGarry and you don't finish in the top 10? It, 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 there's something is up sometimes with these. Yeah. And I've got one similar. It was in oh. 2008, and I reckon he made it public as well and it was Brendan Favola so it was in 2008 the year you know it was the year he kicked 99 goals and it was, was the that, was at the game the where Franklin the, game and he could have kicked 100 the Correct. same game and they flooded back Correct. yeah so we finished bottom that year and he's kicked 100 goals in a side that didn't win many games at all so like outstanding achievement and I think he had something similar um he, <laughs> he did he finished third in the BNF but I think top might have even been top two or to win it it was something a big bonus for him, significant of of similar to a Kane Corns type sort of number. Yeah, and he said the same thing. He goes, "Watch this, I'll get, I'll get stitched here." And sure enough, like maybe should have finished a little bit higher, top two, or even a little bit closer. So Chris Judd won it uh, from Mark Murphy, and then uh, and then Fev. But there was a little bit of a gap in uh, in between. Um, of all. There was nearly 100 votes between uh, Fev and Juddy to win it. But, yeah, so there you go. What was the gap? Did you have the gap between Murph and Fev handy? Uh, about 50. Which is not a lot. Well, when you, you as I said, you kick 99 goals in a team that won maybe five years for, five games for the you, ne- you nearly win a – well, we nearly win a Coleman. And you lose the Coleman by a couple of goals to the guy who kicked his 100th in the, in the same, same in the, game. In the one game. And Hawthorne started to go pretty well around then as well. So, Do you, any, would we be any chance to get? Would we be any oh, chance? Fev's on FM breakfast somewhere, isn't he? But would we be any chance to say Fev? Did you get genuinely stitched <laughs> for a BNF? Because he'd go off on that now, wouldn't he? 
Oh, you'd think so. Yeah. I think he, I think he went off at the time. So, um, yeah, I bet, I bet. Well, would he turn on that? There would have been a few people under a few pressure points yeah. by the end of that night. Yeah, Don't worry about absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, Steve, it's a goal. Steve, it's a goal. <laughs> That's some of the great vision of all time. Yeah, it was all downhill for a while after that night. But I don't so. know why he copped any curry for that. That's that's some of the great viewing. Well, it was pretty poor by, I think, Channel 9 to let it go to air. They Who's the producer there on the day? They filmed it, let it go to air, and then sacked him. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point <laughs> in that? <laughs> like, yeah, it makes no sense. Please. Hey, uh, Paul from Turex chimed in. Carl Amon's another Jared Polak. Wonder what he will be thinking after Hawthorne finished bottom this year. He'll never play in another final. I suppose the money helps. Well, you know what? I think it does, Paul. That's the game. But he's not another Jared Pollock. No way. Well, yeah, I, I don't think so either. He'll uh, he'll have a, a very good... He's still another couple of very good years ahead of him, is, is Carl Amon. And he, he was a very important player to Port Adelaide this year. So, uh, unfortunate that they couldn't keep him. But as you said, Miles, it's a, it's a business now and, and players... Uh, can now just look after themselves, uh, and that's that's what he's done. But uh, what it does do is it creates uh, a spot on the wing for the next young Port Adelaide player to, to take his spot. So uh, unfortunate to lose him, but they'll be all right. They'll be all right. Oh four two seven one five four one double six or one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got a Signet Power Bank to give away this morning. We're going to jump to another quick break. Jake's to jump in to read the sports headlines for us. We're also going to maybe touch on another couple of dummy spits over the weekend because uh, this audio I want to play, I don't mind it at all. We'll be back right after this at 6.40. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, Toyo four-wheel drive tyres. Get a free wheel cover. Summer score to sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever I'm looking at you. Oh, welcome back. Apologies to Sam in the newsroom over the road. I was late to it again, but uh, look, it doesn't matter. 24 degrees of forecast today. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, SNSA Studio. Lumo at One King William, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Now time for the sports headlines. Jace, what have you got for us, my friend? Sammy's just been through a couple of these, but uh, Brock Feeney, we'll be speaking to him later on. He won the Lalo Adelaide 500. We love that. Obviously, the Aussies won the cricket, retaining the Frank Worrell Trophy and uh, did it in, in five days, 164-run win in Sheffield Shield Cricket. The Redbacks finally yes. had a WU beauty. Uh, Bucky will be in later, is that right? That's it. I know it's right because I rang him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had a Polish winner of the Stonehaven Cup. That's uh, the Australian Open, for those of you who don't know their golf. Uh, pretty ordinary day for Aussie golfers. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. Adam Scott choked a little bit. In the women, it was South African golfer Ashley Buhari who won the women's draw. The 36ers, they won one and lost one across the weekend. The Sydney Kings gave them a bit of a touch-up. They owned them one at Kudos Stadium yesterday afternoon. And two of our greatest sportsmen of all time, the late, great Shane Warne and Ron Clark, are the newest inductees at legend status of the Australian Sport Hall of Fame. That's all I've got for you this morning, boys. Jace, you are an absolute jet. The legend status for the Sports Hall of Fame. That's almost overdue. Sports Australia Hall of Fame, I would have thought. That's overdue. Yeah, and Ron Clark. If you don't know Ron Clark, go and look up what he did. He was an out-and-out star. Genuine out-and-out star. Uh, we are 6.46. I reckon we can probably jump to an early break. World Cup update, footy shorts on the other side of this. And like we said, we need to hear from you. 0427 154 136 736 736. Back in a moment. 
Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Oh, welcome back. 6.51. Live from SNSA's studio, Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs. World Cup update as we're watching England take care of Senegal at the moment. Gibbsy, this is your domain, your area. Take it away, son. So we touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, our Socceroos uh, have finally been uh, kicked out of the World Cup to uh, obviously one of the best nations uh, from, a, from a football point of view in Argentina. And it, it took Messi to, to give some of his brilliance. Uh, he dominated on the ball through the midfield, but uh, to go 2-0 down... Uh, Everyone thought it was going to be over, but the Aussie spirit shone through, uh, and our man Craig Goodwin kept us alive with uh, with an eight, oh, to, get, to get us on the scoreboard. It wasn't actually awarded to him, but uh, what did take a bit of a deflection off uh, Fernandez from uh, Argentina, and uh, nearly could have pinched a draw late with a couple of opportunities. But um, yeah, we're very proud of what the Socceroos have achieved uh, in the World Cup so far. So. Hats off to them. Uh, in other results in the round of 16, the Netherlands took care of Team USA. Uh, France flexed this morning. Um, they were my team that I thought might slide this World Cup, just with a few injuries to key players. Uh, but they didn't play that well this morning, looking at uh, some of the highlights. But they still won 3-1 over Poland. Mbappe, uh, he's taking over Messi as, as the best player in the world. He's an absolute superstar. Olivier Giroud uh, has scored and he now becomes France's all-time leading goal scorer, which is pretty significant considering some of the players that have played for that nation. Uh, and England, as you said, Milo, a 3-0 up against Senegal. Harry Kane's finally got on the score sheet at this World Cup and uh, Saka uh, has just scored, taking his World Cup goal tally to three. So, a uh, few big games still to come uh, in what is the pointy end of this World Cup. Good to see the South Australian Cricket Association, the Saka getting it done uh, on the World Cup stage. <laughs> Just the, getting a cheeky mention there. The old Saka. Um, footy shorts. We'll keep this short because it's not footy season and we love our World Cup. That's why it's named though, isn't it? Well, kind of. Carlton will take on Richmond in the first match of the 2023 AFL season with the fixture released... Uh, the morning of the World Cup. Now, I want people's thoughts on this because this is so salty and whiny, it's ridiculous. They release it 10 minutes before the kickoff. Um, the annual John Cale medal will be presented to Port Adelaide's BNF Player of the Season um, at Adelaide Convention Centre. Uh, that's tonight. Connor Rosie, the warm favourite to win the medal with Boak and Amon expected to pulse strongly. For the first time, a range of AFLW awards will be presented, including the club's inaugural season in that competition, while a host of sample awards, including the AR McLean medal for the club's BNF, um, or sorry, the club's best performed player in that competition will also be handed out. Former West Coast footy boss Craig Vozos joined Essendon as the club's new chief executive, follows the resignation of Andrew Thorburn from the role in early October. Well, hopefully they can straighten up there. And Adelaide's farewell two-time premiership player, um, Alish Constantine, opting not to renew the Irish woman's contract for next season, joining the club in 2019 as a cross-code rookie, uh, Constantine played 26 games, including the 2019, um, including the 2019 and season six grand final victories, kicking nine goals in the process. Severe hamstring prevented 
her from playing a game during the season as uh, seven of the Crows reach a prelim final in their premiership defence. And that's footy shorts. Um, did you see... We, I, I want to touch on these dummy spits, right? Because the, it's a dummy spit by the AFL to be like, we're not getting enough attention. Well, they've, they, they've pre-planned this. They, they do it each and every year. Yeah, I know, but, but this is one... But there's not a World Cup on each and every year. And there's not one of the great moments in... You imagine if that was, say, the America's Cup or that was um, that was back when the... You know, say, one of the 2000 Olympics moments, you know, where... Imagine Cathy Freeman's running in a 400-metre final and the AFL decide to release a fixture two minutes before the 400-metre final. Well, when has the AFL ever cared any about anyone else but themselves? Oh, true. But oh, I, I just didn't it's think... It's not surprising one bit. Peter, Peter Volandis wouldn't go that low. <laughs> They've copped some heat over it. I don't understand yeah. who would have thought that was a good idea. I know they don't care about anyone but themselves, but they've copped heat. And I don't think they care that they're copping heat. I think they're, they're, they're just business is business in, in their point of view. But I just... I get, I get it. I get, your, I get it's just a, a lot crack. of other people's frustrations as well with it because it's, it's a low blow. There's no doubt about that. Spe- Absolutely. Speaking of frustrations, I, I did catch some of this, um, this video... Actually, we got it sent through an SEN track thread by the great Campbell Brown, and then it's obviously hit the news after that. But one of the great random golf bust-ups was seen through social media during the week. I want to play you some of this audio. They've had a crack here. Threaten me with violence. Yeah, f*** you. Threaten me, mate. Take your first shot. What's going on? I'm telling you. this. Why are you hitting up on us, you dumb? (laughs) I'm 61 years old. Come on, you f***. Control your in all, there were 45 <laughs> swear words okay. in the two-minute showdown. I can't even swing a club now because of you yet. <laughs> so they're playing a game. I think it was in Victoria. I'm not entirely sure. But they're playing a game of golf. Someone's hit up on someone else. The ball's obviously landed near them. You've hit up on me. And there's a guy playing with the captain of the club. He's come over, got in the face of like this 60 or 70-year-old bloke. Said he's going to hit him. The captain's done nothing. And old mate, he's blown up. But to make matters worse than that, he said, I can't even swing a club. He then, at the end of it, goes to have the shot, duffs it, turns around, the club gets the kiver. That's gone. That <laughs> <laughs> goes to... I, I, there's nothing better than a great blow-up. When someone really loses their marbles over something so insignificant, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Do you know who that reminds me of, actually? And Brett Thornton, Carlton player... On the golf course, he would he would it'd be nearly it wouldn't be around a golf if he nearly didn't have a dust up with someone off the back of that sort of stuff. Really hitting up on people and just was he a real stickler for golf etiquette? He he was a shocker, but he he just wouldn't care. I didn't. It, it got to a point where you wanted to avoid playing with him because you'd know you'd be in some sort of altercation with another group, with or- another group, or uh, like uh, greenskeepers or whoever. It was just, it was chaos. You were, Carlton were privy to a few altercations over the, Satana Roe Halpin and uh, what, Cameron Cloak, they had one of the great ones at training. That was a fair dust up. Oh, that was in a, during an intra-club game. Intra-club game. Played on each other. Yeah. Bit of niggle. And then he he drops one on the chin, didn't he? And then he gave him a kick right up the... uh, as As he walked off. Yep. Got suspended for it by the AFL. How can he get suspended by the AFL in an internal? I'm not sure, but he did. Have you seen, did you have many others that never really came out? Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, that, I mean pre-season there, there's always a bit of push and shove 
in in those sort of games. I mean, even at Adelaide, uh, Billy Frampton and Cole Hardigan had a bit of yeah. a push and shove, which got players involved to break them up because it was starting to get a bit bit feisty. Did you ever have that was, that was caught on camera? I think as well. Did you ever have you know the kids? In the early intra clubs, that you know they've either just been drafted or they've just come to the club. They're trying to make a name for themselves, and they've gone, you know, I'm going to run with Gibbs, and they're hanging onto the jumper, hanging onto the jumper. You oh. had to turn around and just give them one right in the bread basket, nah. just, just nah. remind him and say, "Hang on, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm the big boy, I'm the big boy around here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the main man. Don't you? <laughs> no, no. I would have done for sure. Nah, just a little." You know that hard little fend-off that you give them right just under the sternum where they lose a little bit of wind? Yeah, the old uh, the old stop prop elbow yeah, back into the guts. Bang yeah. up. No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't like that. No, nah, nah, oh. Miles, come on. Is anyone – great dust-ups. I'm trying to think of other dust-ups um, yeah, at training or or personal ones that where they were friends. and I mean, there's been a few of the sports star dust-ups. I mean, we've got now Tomic and Kyrgios and yep. – well, we've got – we're Bungie and Leighton are great mates, are they? They, they don't like each other. I'm try- there's many of them over the years. I just there's, love there's a dust-up. You love, you like the controversy. Yeah, you? yeah. And I've won every fight I've been in <laughs> by about 150 metres, Gibbsy. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Let's go to the news. Plenty more to come on the other side of this. We're going to go through the round one fixture, talk about that a little bit more in depth. Uh, Jordan Buckingham, he's rolled up at the front door. We're going to talk to him about the Redbacks and his selection in the Cricket Australia 11 to take on South Africa. He's a star. Mark Milligan still to come. Uh, we've got our questions without notice. If you want to text them in to Gibbsy, uh, Brock Feeney, the winner of the Adelaide 500 as well. Plenty more to come. This is Summer SA Breakfast. Miles Fitzer and Bryce Gibbs. And you can start your crypto journey with Kraken to get in the game. Visit kraken.com. Your secure crypto partner. Get in the game at kraken.com. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Well, welcome and good morning. 7.03am on your Monday morning. What a weekend of sport. Plenty to cover. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. Live from SNSA's Studio Lumo. Thanks to Tire Power. The Summer Scorcher sale is now on. I'd love to hear from you, 0427154166. Good morning to you, Gibbsy. Good morning, Milo. Jeez, it's been, uh, there's a lot to talk about today. The first hour was... Plenty happening. First hour's gone quick, super quick. We've also covered a fair bit of the World Cup. The Socceroos, they are out. Um, the AFL fixture, which we'll chat about very, very shortly, uh, has been released. We've got Jordan Buckingham's in studio, patiently waiting for us. Uh, to have a chat to him after his selection in the Cricket Australia 11 to take on South Africa. The V8 supercars was on, 258,000 here in Adelaide. It's the great Bill Laurie. It's all happening. It is. It certainly is. And uh, these big events, how good. Our man, Big Mally. Mally. Bringing the the V8s back. They're out in force over the four days here in Adelaide. Geordie's massively waving at me. He said, what about the Deadbacks? The Deadbacks get their first win too. And, and the Redbacks. We're back on the Redbacks. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not Deadbacks anymore. Well, they're Redbacks. We're never off them, but uh, we're just waiting for them to straighten up and, well, and deliver a win for us. We had our man um, Tom Kelly on last week. So we're just we're slowly getting better at the blokes that we have on uh, to come on the show. So we'll get to you in a second, Geordie. But just quickly on the AFL fixture, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. 0427 154 166. The AFL decide to release the AFL fixture. 10 minutes before the kickoff of the World Cup, and they only release it for round one, as if it's some big deal. 
Richmond Carlton, we put a Twitter poll up. Uh, should the AFL have waited to announce their round one fixture until after the Socceroos clash? 80% have said yes, they should have waited. Yeah. It's sookie, sookie, la-la stuff. They should have waited, yes, but the AFL don't wait for anything. Yeah, but they who, do who's, they up want, at, it's, who's up at... They, they, if they release it at 8.30, I'd be like, you know what? Oh, they've just gone, they've picked the day. But they've gone 10 minutes before the kickoff. No, do you know what they've done? They've written it all out the... Would have been the day before, and have just it's on a timer. Right. As soon as this quarter to six hits, it's it's going out. Yeah. I'm going to run through the fixture, and I'm going to get you to comment on the game and a tip, right? Because you're the football expert. Oh, Apparently, you played a few, right? Yeah, right. Well, a couple, two hundred odd or something. Thursday, March sixteen, Richmond Carlton. Carlton. Winner at the MCG seven twenty, right? Geelong Collingwood MCG. Now this is a ripper. Friday night, March seventeen. Should be the Thursday night game. Should be. Collingwood redemption game. Collingwood win. Uh, Saturday, North Melbourne West Coast, Marvel oh, Stadium. Geez. First game for Alistair Clarkson. Uh, North Melbourne beat West Coast in Melbourne. Uh, Port Adelaide, Brisbane. Adelaide Oval, 4.05pm on the Saturday, March 18. Brisbane. Yeah, I think so too. Melbourne play the Bulldogs at the MCG, 7.25 Saturday night. Melbourne. Um, Gold Coast plays Sydney at Metricon, 7 o'clock uh, on Saturday night. Sydney. Sydney. And then on Sunday, GWS play uh, Adelaide at Giant Stadium, one ten. Adelaide. Wee. Yep. All right. Geez, you still do love your old mob. No, I don't. All oh, right. Oh, you don't love them. Uh, <laughs> 7.07am, it only took me a week <laughs> for Bryce to say he doesn't like the Crows. Watch him comfy on the text machine. Uh, Hawthorne, funny. Essendon, MCG, 3.20 Sunday. Uh, Essendon. Wow. And then St Kilda Fremantle, Marvel Stadium, 4.40 Sunday afternoon. Fremantle. Yeah, I think Fremantle will be half handy. We need to do a top eight, like an early top eight and then a late top eight. Well, I, didn't, I, I didn't think I'd be uh, tipping the uh, round one fixture this early. I didn't think you'd be tipping the Crows either. Before. Yeah, I know. I'll just put you on the spot here. But <laughs> anyway. All right, let's go. Um, let's go to a break. On the other side of this, we're going to have a chat to the main man. He's been picked in the CA11. He's a star. He's one of the best blokes at the Redbacks, according to... Some of them at the Redbacks. Not Drewy. Doesn't like him much. Daniel Drew, second inning specialist. We'll be back right after this. Jordan Buckingham in studio to join us. Class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local tire power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back and good morning. 7.13 on a Monday morning. Live from SNSA Studio Lumo. Well, thanks to Morn team. We love them. And powered by Lumo Energy SA. Our guest in studio, he's part of the Redback squad. Well, he wasn't part of the win over Tasmania, but he's recently been selected in the Cricket Australia 11 team to take on South Africa. His name is Jordan Buckingham, and he joins us. Good morning, Bucky. Thanks for having me, Miles and Gibbsy. Good to hey, be here. Hey, uh, mate, let's start with the Deadbacks. They go down to Tassie. Look, second inning specialist Daniel Drew, he managed to respond the other week, and he's, uh, he's batted well again down there, but put some runs on the board, and then the bowlers had to defend once more. But things are looking up for the Redbacks after what's been a tough couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can probably shake the Deadbacks tag now. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice little win there. So there's our second win in a couple of years, which is nice. And then uh, the White Bull stuff's going pretty well this year. So um, there's, there's definitely a lot of positives. Um, yeah, Drury, awesome. Again, um, seems to step up when it matters. So, um, yeah. It's been hard, though. You lose Kerry Head and Hunt, really, for a fair while, and that takes a decent chunk out of your batting lineup. Yeah, absolutely. They're three of the most experienced players, and two have got Australian caps and one's 
pretty close to get one, I think. So yeah, it's um it's obviously difficult, but to see guys like him and um the concrete cowboy Thomas Kelly step up. <laughs> <laughs> so so what is it? What is the main area to to keep working on from here? Because obviously the shield stuff has been a little bit up and down and uh, obviously you can do it. The boys can dig in and, and, and win these games. Is it just about consistency, doing it for longer? Like what are the things you've been focusing on to, to get the, get the result? Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, it's about to win a game, you've got to take 20 wickets. So um, for the bowling group, it's about finding a way, whether whether the wicket's flat, whether it's a nice green seamer like it was down there in the first innings, we've got to, yeah, we've got to take 20 wickets in a game. So um, that's definitely a work on there. But um, credit to the boys for doing that on the weekend and they um, come out really well. But consistency is probably a key. You can you can train as hard as you want. You can put all the plans together. But at the end of the day, we and all the fans, we want to see uh, winning games. So The recruiting side for the Redbacks has been pretty good. Yeah. You of late, the team sort of changed a fair bit. Um, is that something that you sort of try to welcome someone new in and then put pressure on spots and then it generates the whole wheel turning in regards to, to the team going better? Yeah, absolutely. I think healthy competition is what um, is the way you look at it. I think we've got a few guys from New South Wales. Um, obviously, I come up from Victoria, cards from WA. So, yeah, I think we've got guys from all over just trying to yeah, get that winning formula together. And I think Dizzy's done a great job. Right, enough of the, uh, enough of the Redback stuff. Your best match figures are 7 for 140 um, against the Vicks in round one this season. You've taken 16 wickets in five first-class games. Now, you didn't play against Tassie. You injured your finger. But you get picked in the Cricket Australia 11 to take on South Africa. So tell, how do you find out about that? Is, you just, is it just out of the blue Cricket Australia contact you and go, oh, you're, um, you're called up to this? Yeah, basically George Bailey was a Sunday morning um, about 8am and he rang. I was actually in the pool having a morning dip and um, jumped out, grabbed the call, didn't know the number. So I said, g'day, Jordan speaking. It was, yeah, it was George on the phone. So that was obviously a welcoming phone call. And he just said... Um, We've been impressed. Uh, we want to have a look. So it's, it's a good opportunity. I think there's a good mixture of senior players and youth in the team. So, yeah, looking forward to it. So how's your mindset going to lead in this one? Because I, I think they'll be, they'll be at full strength, the South Africans. So obviously going to be a, a great experience for you. And this is the first time you, you've played in, in a match like this, no doubt. So do you, will you change the way you, you look at this game or you just you back yourself in to prepare like, like normal and, and attack it like you always would? Yeah, there'll definitely be a few nerves. I think it's only healthy to be nervous. Um, but yeah, I think just back in the work that's, that, that you've done. Um, obviously, yeah, I think you, you train and you play for these moments. So um, personally, yeah, look, looking forward to it. And it's more about enjoying the experience and learning from the other senior guys and, yeah, and hopefully getting a few wickets. So is this the first step? Is this what we don't ever get to see from the outside? Is this the first step where you could sort of then go from that state rung level to then pushing for a potentially to sneak in for a CA contract and then other Cricket Australia or PM11 type games? Yeah, it would definitely be nice. Um, it's, it's obviously very early days. Um, but yeah, I guess, yeah, you, you, you sort of got your shield cricket and then you got your, your warm-up matches and then um, and then I guess there's the test squads and whatnot. But um, it's it's very early days for me. So it's more about the experience and, and, and the learnings I'll take from it. Right, let's talk about the other boys in the squad. So you mentioned the Concrete Cowboy, and yeah. we have him on this show a fair bit too. And there is reasons. that You wouldn't meet a bloke more country yeah. than him. And you know him quite well, but yeah. he's not from the country at all, is he? No, nah, he's a Mitchum boy. For all the <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got the Kelpie in the back of the ute. But uh, no, nah, he's, um, he's a good fella and he's... He's blossoming. He's playing all three formats. He's flying for the strikers at the moment. Um, he's dominating the white ball stuff and just finding his feet in the red ball. So he's going really well. Tell us about the strikers squad and then your involvement with the strikers squad because I think we're going to talk 
to a couple of Strikers players later this week. The Big Bash not far away either, and you can hear it all on Big Bash Nation here. I think I'll be calling some of the games with Chatty Sayers. Tell us how that squad's shaping up and your involvement there as a sub player. Yeah, pretty similar to last year, I think. Um, I think in the draft they got uh, Colin DeGrunt home over from uh, New Zealand. Um, who's just gone missing a little bit. He retired from international cricket, but um, be interesting to see what he's like. He's a, he's a pretty damaging all-rounder. Um, and then, obviously, with Hetty and Kerry out, yeah, there was an opposite, there was a, uh, opportunity for a replacement player there. So um, I'll sort of take Hetty's there, and when he comes back, I might, uh, might have to make way, but it'll be a good experience nonetheless, and, yeah, more getting out in front of the crowds for me and, yeah, enjoying it. Uh, just going on from Travis Head, uh, just missed out by, by one run <laughs> yeah. to make a century. He's hitting some form for the Aussies. Yeah, yeah, he's flying. Um, I think a lot of people question his Red Bull stuff, which um, for on the inner is ridiculous because he's yeah he's absolutely flying at the moment. Um, miss out by a run, yeah, it's it's not great. It doesn't go down as a first class hundred, obviously, but nine nine's better than zero, as he said on uh, on Triple M the other day. So you're a rare fast bowling unit. Um, had the pleasure of sitting on the boundary line with you, um, with Harry Conway running uh, the drinks as 12 feet. There's some rare cats down there. Just give us an insight into Conway because he is a, he's a different kettle of fish, isn't he? Yeah, well, it's the fast bowling cartel, we like to call it. Um, and there's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's certainly some rare cats yet. Conway, he's probably, in terms of um, funny men, he's probably the funniest man I've met in my life. He's um, He's just... No matter how dull the room is, no matter what the scores are, he'll walk in and he'll do something. I think there was a there was a game in New South Wales this year at a Wollongong. He was twelfth man. Um, he come on the field because someone went off injured or something, um, and he chased the first ball to the boundary and he was running into the wind and he was nearly falling over and his pants were falling down as well. So he's just <laughs> he's just a big clumsy operator and he'll just make you laugh at the worst of times. It- any other boys there? You catch up with Drury a fair bit. Daniel Drury starting to hit a bit of form too. And he is a bit of a second inning specialist. He doesn't do much in the first when you need to put them on the board. But when you need them late and the pressure does come on, he's in seeing them as well as any. Yeah, he eats it up. He, um, he's dominated great cricket for years, so he deserves his chance. And yeah, he um, what's that? that? he's got one first class hundred. That was close to his second. He's going to get plenty more, that's for sure. So, Bucky, uh, batting's obviously not your go, but uh, how's, <laughs> you, how's, your go- how's your golf swing at the moment? Uh, yeah, inconsistent. Gives inconsistent? In- yeah, very. Oh, I've, been, I've been told you're carrying the team. Nah, not at all. I think I think Milo there, he, uh, he had a good day. I, out I've been told Kel's out. Yeah, well, look, yeah. The, the concrete cowboy may miss, and our great <laughs> friends of the show, Morn team, like we said, gave us a starry load to go down for the golf day, but it was Drewy, TK, Bucky, and Bodie. And then, but we run a little bit of a draft system, and, and it goes on – order of blokes and who holds us up. So whoever stays up, isn't it? Whoever stays up late enough the night before yeah. and tips a few reds in and then <laughs> yeah. we'll have a beer at 8.30am shotgun start, yeah. then they get to stay because we've dropped a few off from the from the season before. But we had a good trip down there. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, definitely TK's taken my vote to drop out the side. <laughs> he reckons he runs it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. He walks around like he does, but I think my swing on the first hole uh, got to the first tee, lined up. There was about fifty people watching and swung a miss, so that wasn't great. <laughs> I did, t- I did tell the story here about the the farmer down there that turned around and said, "What do you boys do?" Yeah. Um, and uh, and he said, "Oh, what do you fellas do?" And they're like, "Oh, I play a bit of cricket." No, there can't be any money in that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he was into it. <laughs> who, who do you play cricket for? Like <laughs> some blokes out. What does some club pay? And he was, yeah. yeah, actually, it's the Redbacks and the Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> He was well and truly into us, wasn't he? He's certainly one of the biggest farmers in the southeast. He said he was, wasn't okay. he? 
Yeah, anyway, one of the greats. Hey, Bucky, looking forward to seeing you um, step out for the Cricket Australia 11. It's a feather in your cap to get selected, mate. I know you've been injured with a bad finger, but also really want to see you um, hit the crease pretty hard in, uh, in in some strikers' colours if we can. But thanks so much for coming in this morning. All the best for the rest of the season, mate, and uh, and look forward to catching up with you for a beer. Beautiful. Thanks for having me, guys. Jordan Buckingham there from the Redbacks. And, well, it's a big move. Um, it's a big move, and hopefully a couple of wickets, Bucky. Might see you in a few years with a uh, with a green cap on. We're going to jump to a break on the other side of this. We're going to come back, take some calls and some texts. 0427154166. Mark Milligan still to come. And also Brock Feeney, the winner of the Adelaide 500. Back in a moment. Five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than that 7.28. Once again, Miles running late. <laughs> Summer SA Breakfast. Always seem to do it. We good do, chat. It's good fella, Jordy. We're it? doing things a little bit differently on uh, on the summer breakfast this this time around. But nah, ripping kid, and I'm with you. It, it might only take him to take four or five wickets, and then he puts his name right up there. It, it, it against it's, uh, a, a, what will be a very good South African side. It's that simple. Uh, that that's sort of how it happens. Because if you take him on the international stage and trouble them, and show a bit, then bang, you you can be away. I want to touch text machine. AJ's come in. There's going to be an SEN fan blow up if Bryce doesn't deliver on his promise to get JHF on the show before Christmas. Horn Francis tells me he's loving his move to Port Adelaide, but didn't say anything about coming on the show. Come on, Bryce, make it happen. AJ, it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's in the process, and before Christmas happens, before we go off air for a little holiday, we will have the great JHF on the Can show. we say the great... Oh, is it, he's great to me. Is he? He's great to me. But I, I remember seeing him in the sample and and I was like... He's my boy. Yeah, I was like, is he your boy? He's my boy. Is he? Yeah. How, how much... You've probably covered it with um, our former host who we no longer refer to. <laughs> we love him. Um, but how much did he chat to you? Like, how much have you had to do, like, pre-draft? Has he used you as, like, a confidant? I, I, that was obviously the idea and, and the role that I, I was I was doing at South Adelaide and I have been for a couple of years now. But look, he, I, I didn't need to tell him too much. He, he knew what he wanted to do and what he wanted to achieve. Um, it was more just in-game, waxing on, waxing off type things that I helped him with. But uh, in terms of asking for advice, and like it was minimal. It was very minimal. He, um, he's one that loved to scrap too, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't take a step back. He had that white line fever. Yeah, but he had that when he was 16 and 17. Once like, he crossed the line, he wasn't... And they a few teams come after him. I remember a game uh, against North Adelaide at Prospect. They, they, it was a team focus for them to go after him, and he did not take a backward step. He, he, he was... He, embraced it. He roughed a few of them up. <laughs> I'm telling you. And bull. got under their skin. Bull. Just a Bull. Uh, it's news time, 7.30, just before. We don't give the Redbacks enough love, but their final wicket uh, to get the win. I do want to play this before we go to the news. Meredith on strike. Where's Agar? Steamy in. And he's bowled. A sensational victory to the South Australian Redbacks. And Meredith departs for a golden duck. And a clinical finish in the end for the South Australians. Jeez, he was up and about, the commentator Jeez, too. With the I'm, I'm, glad you pl- I'm glad you played that. <laughs> I'm glad you played that. I'm going to fall asleep. Clearly Tasmanian, oh, I think, uh, is not all that happy with the... Look, it's not an easy gig calling the cricket. Um, but, uh, yeah, 
Jeez. Uh, and one more <laughs> bit of audio that I think is going to get a little bit of a run. Just as I want to play this just to the news. Is, hang on one second. Jeez, you still do love your old mob. No, I don't. Oh, right. Oh, oh you don't love it. <laughs> there it is. No, I don't. Hey, let's go to the news. On the other side of this, Mark Milligan, the former soccer rule and Adelaide United assistant coach to join us. All thanks to Ty Power. The buying power puts a power in your lane. And more team. We love them because they support us and we support them and there's no better place to go and get a car than at Monty. Hey, uh, I've been looking forward to this. We had a chat to him the other day and after what we've seen and what's happened, we get to have a chat to him again. His name is... Sorry. Sorry, you can go. I was going to say, I I feel like we've got you. We've won you over. Who, me? Yeah. What do you mean won me over? I feel like the Socceroos have won you over. Don't throw me under before we talk to Mark, before this. Well, I hope he gets into you. He he probably will. His name's Mark Milligan. We love him here. Hello, Mark. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Good day. Uh, mate, the Adelaide faithful didn't let the Socceroos down with the turnout at the Telstra Plaza. No doubt you've seen the uh, the footage from there. Where did you take in uh, the game? Oh, a little bit of little bit at home and then a little bit at training. So, yeah, yeah a little bit of a mixed match. But I had my father-in-law over and um, we all, all, the coaching staff here, we all had big plans to come in and watch it at the training ground. But I think the early start got the better of all of us. So we watched it at home. So, Mark, what, uh, what are your initial thoughts now that it's all done and dusted? I mean, it's been terrific to see the support behind the Socceroos uh, over this World Cup campaign. It was obviously going to be an almighty task to, to knock off Argentina, but uh, even after going 2-0 down, the boys still showed plenty of fight and, and Aussie spirit. And, geez, with, with a couple of late shots in that game, we, we, nearly, we nearly took it to extra time. What, what was your summation of, uh, of the game and then the, the World Cup as a whole? Yeah, look, I think the the Argentina game probably, you know, summed up the majority of, of our tournament. And we, we very much, I think, got back to, you know, what, what we've been known for, uh, you know, for probably for the best part of a decade, which is, you know, mixing it with the best of them. And it was a very disciplined performance. I thought the first half was, was very, very good. And it, the second half was, you know, was excellent. Obviously, two conceding two goals the way we did were, you know, it's disappointing. But I think the way that the boys responded and, you know, took it to the you know very very last minute. Um, I think really summed up their tournament and you know the way that they went about things in general over the four games. Um, you know, you, the best thing about it and something that we always spoke about and, and no doubt would have been spoken about in the camp that's just been was it. A lot of people get up very early to watch and to support, and I think when they see the pictures of you know what was happening back home, that that would have given them. They had great confidence and helped them so much throughout their journey over there. Uh, so uh, this squad has been compared to a lot in recent days about uh, that that 2006 squad in terms of what we've been able to achieve. I mean, winning multiple games at a World Cup, scoring in uh, in multiple games as well. How do you, can you compare the the two squads and what they've achieved? Because, geez, what what the boys have achieved uh, in this World Cup, it's been pretty pretty significant. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think I've never been one for sort of comparing teams because it's very, very difficult. Um, different areas, different oppositions, different players. I think these boys have earned in their own right everything that they've achieved. They had an extremely tough qualification period. Um, you know, they got through that. We, we know how many obstacles they had to overcome. A tough, tough start to the tournament here against France. I think the best thing for me was they took a lot of lessons from that. We didn't see... Uh, that kind of performance again in terms of the way that they, they started games. We started games on the front foot. 
um, in Denmark, in against Argentina, even against Tunisia, and um, so they took their lessons and they learned from that, and they, and they they moved on, and that's I think why they had so much success. It would have been very very easy after that France game to sort of roll over, put your hands up, and you know enjoy the last few days, and then come home and everyone moves on, but they didn't. They 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 learned. They um they got better. And, and they deserved everything they got. And, you know, probably a little bit unlucky in the end to fall a little bit short because, you you know, that you, you score. You, I know we talk about what-ifs and things like that, but they, they deserve those opportunities made on the game. And if that goes into extra time, then, you know, anything can happen. You're spot on. So a little bit of a different question here now. So obviously with a, a, such a successful campaign from our Socceroos, there's going to be a bit of a spike in, in popularity. There's no doubt about that. A lot of young kids would have been watching the boys and, and get up and, and watching them and do their thing. Last, last time this happened, do you think there was a bit of a, a missed opportunity in, in terms of reaping the rewards of, of our Socceroos doing so well in a in a World Cup campaign, do, do the, do the, does the FA need to, to cash in and, and, and where do they need to focus their energy to, to make the most of this? Is it in the grassroots? Is it uh, at club level? Is it invest more in the A-League? What, what are some of the things do you think the FA can do to build and maximise on, on the Socceroos' success in this World Cup? Yeah, they most definitely have to capitalise on this. And this, they've had multiple opportunities in the past to capitalise. So yes, not only the 2006 World Cup we had the Asian Cup on home soil in 2015, and I think that was probably the biggest missed opportunity that the FFA has, has had to capitalise on it. We spoke about, well, I spoke about the importance of qualifying for the World Cup because in the lead-up, there's a lot of talk about, you know, it's not such a big deal if we miss one, we can sort of reset and get going. But it is a big deal because you lose a whole generation of kids that don't get to witness, uh, you know, Australia, the Socceroos at a World Cup. Um, I think the, the main areas they need to focus on, and, and this is going back to my childhood as well, I think is the A-League because everything needs to, to focus around that. You see how many boys in the squad now have, have been in the A-League, played in the A-League, or are currently still in the A-League. These kids now need something to, to aspire to, somewhere to aim to go and play. Yes, it's all well and good to have dreams to go and play overseas, but like myself as a kid, my fondest memories are still watching the old NSL, watching our Ollie Roos play at Parramatta Stadium against Brazil, watching the Socceroos come home. So I think if we have a strong domestic league that these kids can aim for, then everything else sort of falls in line and follows that. We're starting to invest a lot more in grassroots. That needs to continue, but we need to make sure that, that our top level, that our professional level is absolutely spot on. Uh, speaking of domestic level, you're back in action Friday night against the Brisbane uh, Raw, who won their last start. Um, what are we expecting from the team? What are you expecting uh, in this sort of match? Are you fit and firing? Yeah, absolutely. The boys over the last couple of weeks have been, honestly, fantastic. It's um, been a, a tough period. It's always tough with that sort of mid-season break. They know they have a few weeks off, but they've been working extremely hard. And Look, Brisbane up there will be a difficult test. Uh, thankfully, we've had some nice weather here in Adelaide and, and we've made the most of it. I don't know how much the boys have enjoyed the, the, the <laughs> nice weather, but but it's definitely helped us prepare for, for Brisbane because that is, uh, you know, something that needs to be taken into consideration. We want to play a high-tempo game. We want to be able to take it to the opposition. So, um, yeah, we've had a few days adapting to that and acclimatising and, 
look, although it's extremely unfortunate uh, the way that the Socceroos ended, we are over the moon to have Goody back. Hopefully he comes back in, in good nick and available for Friday night as well. I know that'll be another boost for the boys and look, we want to continue on with our uh, winning ways and the performances that we put on before this break. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Just quickly, when do we expect um, Goodwin back? Well, we, we rang up and made sure he's on the next flight out of Qatar. So it should, should be soon. <laughs> well, you'll let us know when he's back, mate. Uh, he's had a superb, he's had a superb uh, tournament too. Best of luck, mate. We, uh, we're right behind the Adelaide United. Hopefully you can get the win up there. Thank you, boys. Cheers. Have a good day. Mark Milligan there, and uh, hopefully United can get it done. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. 7.50 Monday morning. Forecast 24 degrees, partly cloudy if you're on your way to work. Good morning to you, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs. And a few up the text machine. Good morning, lads. Gibbo, what was Danny's ear like as a water boy for one of your practice matches? And Fitzmagic. Good news, Bunnings and Chernside Park is back to business after yesterday's shambles. <laughs> Roy, now, I'm, Roy, I'm going to start to answer this. Gibbsy, there is absolutely no way you would know what one of your water boys was like in a practice match. Oh, no, Danny. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't that not? Looked after the H to her like no, no yeah. other. <laughs> Water sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some high quality H2O. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Um, this is a good one. Oh, actually, I'll save that one for the questions without notice. We do it all um, thanks to Tire Power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane and more team Ford Mount Barker for the V6 Ranger. Love them. And shout out to you, DT. Know you're listening in. Um, well, questions without notice. I'm going to start a couple. The Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide best and fairest count tonight. Who wins? Uh, it'll be Connor Rosie. You think Carl Amon's going to poll a fair bit, but I can't see him winning. I don't. He's not going to be there. And yeah, but I'd. I'd yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh, Connor Rosie is my answer. Yep. No B and F, like no B and F clause in his contract. It might mean they start shelling out, pay a bit more. Well, I think clubs, off the back of some of those conspiracy theories we spoke about earlier, that they don't really put him in there anymore. Yeah. If especially if you're. You're a player like Connor Rosie, and they know what you're capable of. You're expected to perform, so they don't put those clauses in, in anymore. If you've got any questions for either of us, so four two seven one five four one double six. Not that anyone cares about. Did you bring any in? What questions? I certainly did. All right, what have you got? Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to throw you a tough one straight up. Oh, what? Sen summer brekkie or Sen track? <laughs> oh, <laughs> had a good day on Sen track yesterday. Big day. <sighs> Brecky. Oh, nice. Less prep. The new A team. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, you do listen. Oh, you do listen. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's, I'm not doing 16 hours of form for this. Nord, uh, Nord or Geelong. Oh, cats. Geez, that's going to get me in some trouble. My fan will, the phone will line up here. Fan will be straight on to me. Um, what about uh, uh, Adelaide United legit? Can they win it? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely can. Sitting, I think they're about third on the table as it sits. And the, I think the, the next couple of games are going to be big for them if they can uh, keep winning and keeping 
keep keeping in around that top three, top two. I think uh, they can do some damage this year, our Reds. Um, Brett off the text, Bryce, South Adelaide v Carlton in an imaginary grand final. Pick one. <laughs> uh, who am I playing for? You're not playing. I'm not playing. You're not playing. Uh, oh, jeez. Is that one of those ones where you'd go to the grandstand and then you'd you'd sort of feel yourself barracking for one during the game, but you wouldn't know which one you went there to? I'd have the uh, my my Carlton jersey on, and then when South Adelaide hit the front with five minutes to go, I'd take the Carlton jersey off and me South Adelaide be yeah. right underneath. You are the you get a sore ass from sitting on the fence. You do <laughs> oh, fair dinkum. Are the thirty sixers legit? Uh, their consistency is worrying for me at the moment. I think they they need another import. Another overseas one import. More. Yep. What about um, Mosley back in the day or CQ at, <laughs> at the peak of your powers? Uh, at the peak of your powers, CQ with the drinks tickets. And the, I mean, that's one area that AFL players were 10 foot tall and bulletproof was CQ. Yeah. And, and the, then and their most weekends. Yeah. And Mosley. I'll give you the grand. The grand bar the grand. on a Sunday night when it used to be absolutely flying. We, was that... Like peak attention, like you just they parted for you when you walked through there. And the lineup used to be it, it was, was enormous, a, it was a kilometer long. It was a kilometer long at the grand, at the grand, and and at CQ. And you me. walked the full kilometer straight past everyone and straight to the front. <laughs> we on a first name basis with the bouncers, yeah. Or they just knew. We had our own handshake and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Did they just know, did they? They knew we were coming. It was... We. Who was in the squad? Who was in the... Who was the crew back then? Had the entourage. Who was in the entourage? All the boys. All the boys from uh, the school days. You would have been... You would have been... SEN's own uh, Jimmy Seller. Oh, was he part of the squad? Ex-Crow, ex-Demon, ex-Glenelg. He would have been he would have been a real um, chest out type operator. Huge. He would have had. I reckon Seller would have had those old, um, you know, those snakeskin white square toed shoes. <laughs> you know that went with the sort of fade wash jeans, and he went with the square toed shoes and the white Tarakash belt. Yeah. You know the matching belt. With yeah, the shoes. matching that, belt that with the white. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. They go hand in hand, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, have you got any others? Uh, yeah, I got one for you. Right. From your SEN track, would you rather a nice inside rails run ride for some luck or just come outside, swoop them? Oh, no, no, no. Outside outside and swooping, I think. Riding for luck's riding for luck. You, I can't. Yeah, I can't have that. I can't have that. If um, well, you, I know you're not hot on your cricket. Do we, we clean up the WA crowd? That was poor over there, wasn't it? Well, I reckon we make them look silly. This test match will be the best attendance this year for cricket attendance. There you go. Yeah, yeah well, it's probably the that we well, yeah, but that's what. So that's the T Twenty, like including the T the Australian is Australian game attendance is what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> to think about that for a yeah, second. Are you? Did you know? I'm a question for the text machine. Did you do you normally go to the Adelaide Test match and you're not going this year? Because I would normally go for. Four days, and I'm only going to two, and I would normally go to four. Well, not, I, I and I don't even know why, because I'm going away. But I, I, I don't even know, like that's, I don't know why I've made the choice to do. Well, that. you know, you can pencil in the crew that head along to the cricket and don't watch one ball being bowled. Well, that I might be part of that. So, those you can bank on. I've seen tens every, of thousands right there alone. I've seen every milestone 
at the so you'd go out and watch a triple hundred, a double hundred, a hat trick, or the last few wickets. But I was never a I was never a go to the cricket and sit there at at ball one and get up only at the session breaks or to get go to the bathroom and get a beer. I was in a different spot. So who who's keeping up? To date with all those milestones, because if you, no, well, I, you've, I can imagine thing time would go pretty quickly well, after a while out the back. Yeah, it does. But so this who's is, actually is there a designated watcher of the TV that keeps up to date with when someone gets close? Oh, boys, we better head out the head out and actually have a look. Sometimes, I mean, there's a decent screen out there, so you'd sort of go, oh yeah, Smith's on ninety seven, walk out, gets a ton, walk Tra- back. Travis heads on ninety nine. We'll better head out there. Yeah, and then got him. <laughs> Hey, um, also, I've you see some of those the best, the best alcohol smuggling in Australia. I think is done at the Adelaide Test match. Is that right? Oh, the some of the stuff I've seen there, and I'm not one for it because I'm I'm a I always I get too anxious about. I've never been to a party uninvited, and I've never I don't like gate crashing things or going somewhere or sneaking through a fence. I get too weird about it. And same with sneaking of alcohol. But I've seen some absolute corkers of like, you know, people from the standard stuff like injecting the watermelons, you know. But then I did see a bloke one year who rolled in with the pram and the kid. And he's had the, you know, the little yogurt things. You'd know the ones, that, the little screw cap that you feed your baby, the yeah. little squeezy yogurts. And they were all full. No way. <laughs> Absolutely chocolate in the bottom of the pram. Best I've ever, I shouldn't be, t- well, it's before eight. I can talk about that, can't I? In the yogurt pouch. The yogurt pouch. Um, Roy from Templestoke, Powerade or Gatorade? Oh, Gatorade. I'm a Powerade guy. Gatorade. Myself. Powerade. I don't think I've ever had a Gatorade. Really? I don't reckon. Um, if you've missed moments of the World Cup, SEN's coverage of the World Cup's been elite. Jordan Cornelius has done an unbelievable job. He's a young caller in uh, in Melbourne who's... Been calling a lot of it. He's been an absolute star. Um, Archie Thompson, the full team. I think Paul Sebastiani's been doing a bit. Benny Palmer's been producing. He's been in here every morning, hasn't he? All night. I'd hate to be his... Hasn't slept for three weeks. Yeah, his diet's been terrible. His sleep's been terrible. He's going to take some recovery for poor old I Benny. I, can, I think he's asleep now. Is he asleep no, now? No, he's not asleep. He's, no, still he's, punch, he's still punching away. But I want to play this into the 8 o'clock news. This is uh, just a quick sort of overview of the Socceroos highlights over, the, uh, over their World Cup campaign. Levart hit the ground, the cross comes in, Goodwin! Craig Goodwin has the opener. Katrina advancing, cuts the cross back in, Kazri with the shot, saved, it was straight at the goalkeeper, Matt Ryan dives on it. He's a magnet, Matt Ryan. Goodwin gets a crossing, takes a deflection, and it's on targets! Get out. Mitch Duke gets his head onto it for Australia. And a sliding tackle from Suta, and the follow-up shot from Barr is skewed off the side of the boot and swings away. Harry Suter was there once again for his country. It's one on one, gets to the edge of the box, cuts around, back to his left. Lecky strikes! Yes! Matthew Lecky! Matthew Lecky has put the Socceroos in up. And yeah! that is it! Yeah! Australia yeah! are into the round of 16! Just for one day. It's not. Uh, oh, it's like deflection, oh, and it's a goal for yes. Australia! Craig Goodwin has scored from a long way out and a sliding tackle from Suta and the follow-up shot from Barr is skewed off the side of the boot and swings away. Harry Suta was there once again for his country. 
just really got it for the lads. I think you've seen how much it means to us, how much effort we put in. Um, and yeah, listen, we took it, we took it right to the end. And a forecast today of 24 degrees, partly cloudy. It's cooled off just a fraction after the superb weather we had on the weekend, Gibbsy. Did you get down to the beach, get the shirt off, some colour into the rig? We know you AFL players love solariums when they were allowed back in the day. You got a haircut before every game. And then, <laughs> then a bit later on, when the solariums got banned, you ended up having a fake tan. You're a bit precious, you blokes. <laughs> Righto. Mate, um, how, many, how many players did you play with that got haircuts before Friday night? You know, matches. Yeah, I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no. Gotta be on TV. Just better get tidy up. Oh, prime time. Everyone's watching. You gotta, you gotta be unbelievable. Be Look good, feel good, play good. That's the motto. Yeah, on the grass, behind the glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did get down the beach, took the kids down for a, a swim, but uh, yeah, the, the t shirt stays on a bit more. Oh, a bit does it? these times. The rig's not in great nick. So. What? Um, and I, I'm more of a burn and peel type operator. I sort of, and, that, and that's it. I've got to get two good, like we really condone sun smart behaviour. Oh, absolutely. But I am a bur- I've got to get one or two good burns in before there's any colour. Like you get a decent burn, yeah, before I come out of winter pretty white. So, yeah, I mean. Because we've gone winter straight to we, summer we've here. We've had average weather for a long, long time. And it's only just, summer's just starting to poke its head through. Did I? I didn't mention this off the top. We're here all thanks to Thai Power. They're buying power, puts power in your lane, of course. And live from SNSA Studio Lumo. But did you know that I had two horses running on the weekend? Do you want to hear this for a story, Jay? I had two horses running on the weekend. Both of them were in the same race, Right. There were only eight in the race. I backed both of them each way. I take a, I took a same race multi. Both of them are finishing the top four. They both run third, but dead heat for third, right? So the two horses I own, dead heat for third in the same race. And then to make matters worse, one of them protests against the other one. <laughs> so it's rare enough in a horse race to get a, a protest. For the protest to be upheld, which it was, so one horse then got elevated to third and the other one relegated to fourth. So that's rare in its own right. It's rare to have two runners in the same race. It's even rarer to have them dead heat. The two I owned dead yeah, heated right. in the same race on Saturday. Can you believe that? There you go. There's a first for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the odds I could have got off that. I was a little bit dusty too by the time after our SNSA Christmas party. Well, you walked in chest out this morning. You said you had a good day yesterday. Oh, I had a good day on track yesterday. Oh, did I ever. Results of a couple of our Twitter polls. Should the AFL have waited to announce their round one fixture till after the Socceroos clash? 72% yes, no, 28%. You know what? That probably doesn't surprise me from the South Australian public that there's 28% because the footy fans are quite um, passionate here. Yep, they certainly are. Uh, Should every AFL season opener be the grand final rematch or should Carlton Richmond be the opener at the MCG every year? Now, your thoughts on this, just to replay it. Uh, I, as well, if I look at selfishly from a player, played in a few of those games, and you love kicking off the season in in game one, absolutely. But now that I'm not involved and sit back and look at it as a as a, an event type, something to look forward to, I think the grand final replay should be should get first crack. At the, in on the Thursday night time slot each and every year. 81% said yes, no was 19%, so even a few less. Um, 
recapping, 258,000 people attended the Supercars here over the weekend. We've got Brock Feeney coming up not far away. He won the last race. He's a 20-year-old kid from the Gold Coast. And wouldn't he be walking on cloud nine after uh, winning the Adelaide 500? He'd be, he'd be chuffed. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how he's... How he's feeling this morning, because no doubt he would have uh, celebrated long into the night last night. And yeah, for a 20-year-old to to show the composure that he did, because it was it was a pretty gruelling race. And the, the safety car was out a, a few times, which uh, even the, the race up at times during the afternoon, but uh, held his nerve, held his composure and... Uh, and was the first one over the line, which was uh, fantastic to see. Looking forward to the chat with him. Uh, Australia ended up taking care of the West Indies pretty comfortably. So the last wicket of the Test match in WA. It's Kimar Roach is injured. He's there. Yeah. He's beaten his bowls. Nathan Lyon goes straight through. He takes six, and Australia wins the Test in Perth. They keep their perfect record intact at this grounds. And they claim the Frank Worrell Trophy. They re- claim the Frank Worrell Trophy. Marnus Labuschagne joins an elite club. He makes 200 and 100. Only eight people have ever done it in Test cricket before. There's only four of them have ever um, um, had a not out in one of those innings. And then Nathan Lyon also goes into the top um, eight, I think it is, eight or nine wicket take, Test wicket takers of all time. Top eight of all time. That's yeah. a hell of an effort from a bloke that was a groundskeeper here at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, and bro- probably started his test career a little bit later as well off the back of that from memory. So, yeah, a couple of huge achievements right there. But, geez, Mark, Marnus Lavergeen's in some fantastic nick, isn't he? Yeah. He's in for a big, big summer. His uh, batting average went up by over five runs. And I don't know how we're going to get Brock Feeney on our show because I'm looking – and right now he's on the Today Show. So this is going to be really – actually, this is going to – this is going to be interesting. Well, it says it's live there, so this is going to be really good to see whether or not we can get him on. But <laughs> this is this is red hot. The bloke we're meant to get on our show is on TV. Hey, don't worry about David Campbell. Ring, oh, ring, ring him now, Jay. See if he yeah, picks up while he's live he, on air. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see if he picks up. This is Radio 101, this. How good. This is a hell of a cup. There's Peter Malinowskis. He's on the Today Show. We, <laughs> this is gold. Bring him to. Actually, we'll see if we can get him now. We do have a couple of breaks. We've got to get out. Here's one off the text from uh, Kev the Carpenter. Uh, did Gibbs just say Adelaide Test will have the biggest crowd attendance this year? Ever heard of the Boxing Day Test? I meant up until this point. Yeah, of all the one days of in T20s. So like the biggest single day so attendance. Kev yep. the Carpenter is a regular of Essie and Track. Absolute ripper. What we might do, we'll jump to a break. So that we don't have Feeney holding on the line. Because this will only take a couple of minutes. But we might get him straight from the Today Show. And we'll ask him. We'll say, how was the Today Show? So we're going to go to a break. Or, is that we got a caller? Or is that him, someone calling us? We're trying to ring him. Or is that us trying to ring him? <laughs> Jeez, how good is this? Um, we do it all thanks to Morn Team for their continued support. Don't you love the joys of live radio and live TV? Or froth on it. Absolutely froth on it. Let's go to a break. We'll be back on the other side. Hopefully with Brock Feeney. If he can get off the TV. Don't worry about Channel 9. It's all about SE and Summer SA Breakfast. Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tyre Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever. Welcome back. Summer Breakfast, 8.16. Well, over the weekend, we saw one of the great spectacles that Adelaide put on. The Adelaide 500 is back. 
258,000 people turned out to witness, well, a farewell to, to an Australian legend in Holden. And didn't they turn up for the race? What I do want to play is I want to play a little bit of this. Here's what actually happened uh, in the race. At the apex of the turn, Brock Feeney advances the trail. Brock Feeney, take a bow. Your very first supercar victory. And it is farewell, Holden. What a way to finish for the 20-year-old. What a way to send off the main plate. You can do this, mate. You can do this. Just look up for the Absolutely fantastic. Life-changing day for Brock Feeney. Not only can he steer a car, this man, not only can he steer a car, he can be on live TV and live radio in South Australia at the same time. <laughs> he is genuinely bloody magic. Brock Feeney, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, mate, uh, we're just sitting here uh, watching you on the telly. Um, you're on Media Street this morning, mate. You must feel like you're on cloud nine. A superb win to farewell Holden to get your first win in race number 34 and uh, and do it in style. Uh, can you explain what, what the feeling's like at this point in your career? You're 20 years old. You should be on top of the world. Oh, man, I am. And I, I don't think it's really sunk in what we achieved yesterday. I mean, uh, to get my first win to do it at the last race and, and Adelaide, but to be the final ever one for Holden, um, it's special in so many ways. So uh, it's been a crazy 24 hours, and I'm sure the next 24 hours will be even crazier, but um, I'm loving life at the moment. Have you had much sleep, Brock? That's what I want to know. I've had, I've had two hours. <laughs> um, i got a few more to go, and then i got a couple of hours off to try and get some shadow. <laughs> where, where was he? Uh, where, where, where did you get to last night? Where, where, Bryce and I are familiar with a few of the Adelaide haunts, my friend. Did you sort of get to see a few of the, a few of the, Adelaide, City, uh, the Adelaide City lights? Um, I went to a couple. We had a big team. We had a big team party um, last night, so we were there for most of it, and then uh, I went to one of the other places. So, yeah, my ears are pretty sore this morning from all the, the booming music. But, um, <laughs> no, it was good. It was a good night. It's brilliant, mate. So tell us about the race. It was uh, threw up a, a few challenges for you. Oh, you're obviously doing it well out in front for most of the day, but with some safety car uh, issues getting involved, it sort of evened the race up a bit, and, and the, the boys were pressing you. So uh, how, how did you think it played out? And uh, I thought you did very well to hold your composure, especially when it was getting a bit tight there late in the race. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty wild race. We um, did a bit different strategy and pitted early and, and tried to get some clean air. And, and we got to the lead, but um, the other guys had a lot more fuel on me. So fortunately enough, the car was really fast and we were able to gap everyone and, and get to the, the actual race lead. But, you know, then I had Chaz on me for 40 laps towards the end, you know, throwing everything that he had at it. So uh, there was a lot of pressure on, but yeah, thankfully I had a fast car and Felt nice and calm out front. You know, I've probably felt calmer leading the race than I did in the pack. So uh, it was, you know, I think yesterday was meant to be all the stars aligned and we're able to hang on till the finish. So you finished sixth in the championships overall and, and that's your first win, as we know. Does that give you great confidence that you can actually mix it with the big boys now? You're obviously very young and got a bright future ahead of you, but do you feel like you you can compete with, with some of these, these great drivers uh in, in the competition at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I mean, certainly a confidence boost. Um, it's been a it's been an awesome year overall. I mean, sixth in the championship first year in, I'm certainly happy with that. Um, but, you know, the one thing that I was missing this year was the first win. So 
I left it very late, so <laughs> right to the last race, but I'm super glad to get it. But, you know, also, it, you know, it sort of wasn't a fluke win yesterday. You know, we had to earn it. So um, that makes me, you know, a bit more confident that, you know, we can do it and, you know, good way to end the season and hopefully we can kick off on the right foot next year. Tell us about the Adelaide circuit. Some drivers um, sort of notoriously don't go well here. Some drivers love it. Some drivers don't like it. What are your thoughts on it? Because it's an interesting sort of track really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, it's probably my favourite now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a bit biased now, but um, no, it is cool. To be honest, it's just so good to be back and um, the government's done an awesome job and the money that they've put in and resurfacing the track. Um, it's a wild track. I mean, it's, it's hard work for 250 Ks and you saw the amount of errors that there were over the weekend. Uh, you've got to be pushing yourself the whole time and you've got to be rubbing, rubbing the fences and it bites hard when it does, but um, it also pays off, you know, when you, when you give it your all. So, uh, yeah, I certainly like this place now. Uh, and you've, you've obviously inherited... Uh, the great Jamie Winkup's number 88. Uh, tell us about that moment because if you know you can be half as good as what he's done over his his career, um, you're in for a pretty special career, mate. So what was that moment knowing that you're going to take over his uh, his number 88? Oh yeah, it's pretty incredible. You know, when I got the call that I was you know going to be promoted into this seat this year, it was um, yeah, it was nearly in tears. You know what I mean? It meant so much to me. So to finally get to here and then. You know, once you get here, it's about taking that next step and, and doing good things and trying to achieve results. And uh, it's it's quite funny, actually. Jamie won his first ever race for Triple Eight in Adelaide here, and it was his first ever race win. And I got my first ever win at Adelaide here yesterday. So um, pretty pretty cool to share that. Uh, Brock, mate, you're 20. You're from the Gold Coast. You've won a supercar race. You're the you're the big name in racing now. What's it like going back to the Gold? Have you got a you got a girlfriend or you go back to the Gold Coast chest out a little bit, 10 foot tall? What's the off-season going to be like? I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll, find, I'll find out when I get back on Tuesday. But, no, nah, we'll, we'll enjoy it this week. I mean, I've behaved myself all year, so we'll, we'll, we'll enjoy it, you know, with the team and go back and see my family and friends. And um, I believe I'm actually going overseas to go visit Red Bull next week, so... Um, I'll enjoy this week and then back to a little bit of work next week and then, yeah, we'll enjoy the off-season. You might need a few Red Bulls after this week, I would have thought, mate. Uh, congratulations. Uh, superb win. Uh, glad we're always happy when uh, when someone steps up and just takes care of the older blokes and says, no, I'm the new kid on the block, mate. But it's just a superb win. Enjoy it. Don't, don't do anything we wouldn't do, which isn't a lot, I can tell you that much. But enjoy the win. <laughs> no, thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Brock Feeney there. Sounds like a ripping fella. Yeah, he's and he's got a bright future ahead of him. 20 right. years old to be doing that. And, uh, First year in. And uh, I'm not a big motorsports guy, but uh, I watched most of that race yesterday, and the composure he held under pressure was, was enormous. And for someone to do that at his age, he's going to he's gonna have a big big future in this sport. And the send-off hold it in style. They went 1-2 on both days. They needed it uh, for the brand, and um, well... Uh, we uh, Holden's like we said they got sent off but that means all the better for the Fords and the Fords are all available at Morn Team and that's why we go there that's why we go there for the V6 Ranger let's go to a break we'll wrap the show on the other side of this Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class leading Kia vehicles Tire Power think safety this December get the 5 minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power 
Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than that. Geez, I've run over time. Not long to go. Gibbsy, it's been a good show. You can catch all the podcasts on the SCN app, of course. Certainly has. And uh, big show to start the week, but it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger leading into the Adelaide Test on Thursday. Some big names in cricket coming at you throughout the week. We're going to do our best to try and even get a couple in studio, especially even Thursday morning. Are we going to come to cricket Thursday afternoon? Uh, I think I'll be more of a chance for Friday at this stage, but uh, I'll be there at some stage. And we'll have the Port Adelaide BNF winner on the show tomorrow. We certainly will. Uh, have a great morning. Forecast today of 24 degrees, so fine and sunny. A little bit overcast. It's now about 8.29, 8.30. Have a great day. Stay with us on SEM.